0: Thank you for joining us on the Best Shows of Branson podcast. We take you behind the
1: scenes on some of Branson's best shows. Now, welcome your hosts. (laughs) Hi, I'm CJ Newsome. And I'm Chris Newsome. And we're here with our good friend, Jamie Hagee. We're so excited to have you all the way over from Grand Country. Now, where can they find you? First of all, we're going to start with that. How do they find you? Because after this interview, I know they're going to be going, where can I watch him on stage? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I'm at Grand Country. Excellent. And
0: uh, you can find us at
1: uh, there. Of course,
0: we've got a lot of shows there at Grand Country. And And you're in some of them, I'm in four of them. Four or five of them, yes. (laughs) Wow. No, I'm in the Down Home Country show. I'm in the Grand Jubilee. I'm in the uh, New South Gospel show on Thursdays. And, the, of course, our television and radio show is Branson Country USA, which, which we love. It's broadcast
1: nationwide uh, all, all across the, the, the world, yeah. Wow, really. that's amazing. It is uh, a great show. It really is. You, thank you. Bring you bring on some great talk, to- and you bring on we do. guests like we, we do. We have here, a lot so of fun guests
0: that we have exciting. on there, and uh, so that's a lot. Of, we got a lot of, lot going on over there. We're excited. <laughs> thank you so much for
1: coming and join uh, coming with us. Uh, now... What made you first go, I want to entertain, I want to get in front of people? I mean, when were that? How old were you? Oh, that goes way back. Way yeah, back. Way back. Yeah, my my
0: parents and my family were all musicians and, oh, wow. and singers, and so that was a big part of my life growing up, and um, of course, we uh, came to Branson a lot, you know, as a child, and saw the ball knobbers, and, and even up at Lake of the Ozarks, the... Ozark Opry was a big influence as well. Um, So, I don't know. It was just kind of a something that that I grew up with and that I
1: always wanted to do. So it wasn't and, like there was an aha moment. It just sort of grew no, on you. And you it was, to, it was a natural thing. I want to do this now. Right. Uh, what made you want to move to Branson specifically? Well, um, we
0: moved here when I was about nine. Oh, wow. So it wasn't my decision. It was my, <laughs> my parents' decision, <laughs> but, um, for, for work purposes, they moved here and, um, I grew up out in Kirbyville, out there, and that's where uh, I was raised out there. But um, so that probably reinforced the the whole uh, idea of, of performing and everything, because we, you know, with the shows and things here, even back then there was only four back then. But um, it, it just became a, a kind of a part of part of me and what I wanted to do. Sure.
2: So what was your first job here in Branson?
0: My first professional job was with the Collins family gospel music show. It was a little bitty show and probably nobody remembers it. <laughs> Some may, but, um, it was, uh, they had an old barn that was up by what what is now the junior high, I think, but it was the high school when I was going to school there. And, it was renovated into a theater it held about 200 people they put in a uh, you know an elevated floor and seats and everything and that's where because they didn't do um uh, road shows in the winter time that's the other thing all the shows back then did road shows of uh, six months out of the year, I mean, yeah, you know
1: they and, yeah they would they would travel for yeah, right there's such a short season here, right. the only way to make money, I guess, was to go out on the road we and did, continue. and that
0: promoted Branson so much, it and did, I think yeah. that's under uh underrated because that really uh promoted Branson for those few years because any saturday night in in like February. There would be ten thousand people watching a Branson show somewhere, yeah, wow. in the Midwest because we were all out there on the road. I mean, that's a that's a huge deal that I think is overlooked that that really promoted
1: Branson a lot. That mm-hmm. unfortunately is not going on near as much today. It's anymore. not now because we're we're all working all year, but but then you know that's what we
0: did. Sure. Anyway backtrack uh the collins family didn't do all the road work so i was able to to work that show because i was in high school i was 16 so mm. i was in high school so um i could work with that show and and still go to school and i had a couple offers to go with other shows but my mom and my uh, high school principal <laughs> said no, Mr. Richie. I don't know if he's watching or not. <clears throat> they said, No, no, you cannot do that. So, wow, okay, they shut me down
1: on that one. <laughs> so, that was your first that job. That was the first job, and yep. then uh, eventually, you migrated out to Silver Dollar City, didn't you? I did, but I was at the Wilkinson Brothers.
0: Oh, excellent. Uh, Show, which is where the, Dutton, uh, the Dutton's Theater, they the Wilkinsons built that theater. Mm-hmm. And they were there. And then I went to Plumber, the Plummer Family Theater.
1: <laughs> which is right here at the Americana Theater. Right here. Great yeah. great time to say the Americana Theater, our sponsor of Branson's Best yeah. Shows. If you'd like to see great tickets and get some good tickets here for all of our shows, we're actually offering half price if you enter the code BBS. Wow on the website. So go to the website or call our box office at 417-544-8700 or go to our website, which is linked below and it's com. and for you guys and you alone, you'll get half price tickets on your first set of tickets uh, right here through our box office using the code BBS, which stands for Branson's Best Shows. Wow. But you were at this theater. Now, right it here. looked a little different when you were it here. It was a little different, yes. <laughs> it was.
0: And there, we were talking about this earlier there there are parts of this building that are the same wow that they built around it so um and
1: it was the plumber family that had this pretty much originally
0: yes wow yeah and um it seated about i don't know what you see now but about 700 okay it the original theater Seated about that, I think, or maybe 800, but it was a much smaller... uh, More condensed. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, uh, it's just so funny. I feel old thinking about it because it's like... (laughs) I'm one of the few people that remember <laughs> what it really remember like? what it looked like. Yeah, no. Randy Randy Ponder remembers what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it he has
1: some photos of it. too. Yes, he does. Uh, now you worked with uh, the Wilkerson brothers. Now our, our good friend Terry Wayne Sanders, your good friend Terry Wayne Sanders, yes. also did. Uh, wh- when was that? He did. Relation. Um,
0: I was there 85 and 86, somewhere Excellent. around there uh, with Terry. He was there.
1: Oh y'all were in at there the together. The brothers, yes. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. That's
0: the first time I worked with Terry, and then um, here at the Plumbers, um, eighty six and eighty seven, nice. somewhere nice. right in there.
1: So what draw you drew you out to Silver Dollar City?
0: Well, just you know the nature money. of the Don't. work,
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Oh y'all, big money. <laughs> uh,
0: um, you know things change, and you you know you move around and stuff. And I was very young at the time too, so that. You make decisions when you're 20 that you wouldn't make when you're 40, but you know <laughs> what do you do anyway? Uh, but yeah, I, I got to go out there and uh, let's see, 89, nice. 1989, and I was there till 2005. Wow, what so, you what all did you do at Silver Dollar City? Almost everything. It. Yeah, I was originally hired uh, in the Echo Hollow band. I was the a band member. Oh wow, fiddle and steel guitar. And um, I did that, and then I ended up on the street uh, character crew with Terry. Mm-hmm. I did that too, and uh, ended up in the saloon show, and, and I did that off and on throughout the years too. So I did the. I even robbed trains with Terry one one afternoon um, <laughs> because the they were all sick or something. They had one train robber. And so we, he needed to eat lunch. So Terry and I went down and robbed. We went down and robbed a train. <laughs> how
1: fun is that? How fun is yeah. that? Now you've got to work with some great people, uh, Terry Wayne Sanders. You get to work with Mike Patrick a lot Mike now, Patrick, which is yep. excellent. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. What, what all y'all do together? All, and how y'all interact? We do, uh, Mike,
0: of course. Comes from uh, Silver Dollar City too. He was in management out there, and he and he also he robbed trains, and he was in the Saloon Show. He did a lot of entertainment stuff too. Oh, but um and and the Foggy River Boys can't overlook oh, wow. that. Yeah, he was with the Foggy River Boys. Okay. The last uh, couple of years there, but um and then he came to Grand Country and and uh, started managing the shows there, and brought a lot of us actually from Silver Dollar City out, out to Grand Country and so.
1: And y'all been there ever since? Yeah, ever since. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Now, you did get a chance to work with my lovely wife here and Terry on this very stage. I did. For the uh, Terry Wayne Sanders one-time-only 40th anniversary. There seems to be a lot of one-time-onlys with Terry. He's but... going to do that again. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. I know it, but I guess that's a good marketing strategy. But uh, one-time-only, and you guys did.
2: We did some tap dancing. Oh, we my did. word.
0: And, and you know, that's that's the only time I've tap danced in public really
2: yeah I, mean, that I, I
0: want to talk about
2: <laughs> yeah I, the same for me i mean and um i think we did pretty good i yeah. thought
1: y'all did yeah. an excellent job it was really fun <laughs> to see and uh i think uh, y'all two were way better than terry uh terry oh Noble. yeah sorry sorry terry he's a hack he's a I mean, hobby <laughs> you no
0: know, That's you know. so funny no i think we were and i got a lot of compliments about that i don't know if you did but
2: from, no i didn't no i didn't <laughs> but that that makes you i mean not, not only like a triple you're like a quadruple threat uh, i mean you you love to to bring comedy in you know you're a great comedian and then you play multiple instruments uh tell us about um, all the instruments that you play
0: well, I play about nine instruments and that started as a child that, sure. that's really who I am um uh, with all the instruments, because my family were all musical and played instruments. So that developed naturally as I grew up. The comedy is a later later thing, that, which is natural also, sure. which started here at, at this theater. Oh, wow. Uh, when I was playing with the Plummer family, oh. um, they needed some comedy. And um, Daryl Plummer asked me uh, one day, he said, can you... Uh, Act on stage like you act backstage because I was always <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> acting up, you know. Sure. And I said, "Well, I don't, I don't know." And he said, we'll "Try to come up with something." So he said, "Come up with a couple of things, and we'll we'll put it in the show." So that's how. Wow! That's Jim oh, yes. Dandy's first appearance was here okay. and you sort of
1: marketed and went with orange what made you choose orange that came later okay
0: silver dollar city that was mike patrick's big idea ah. um when um because i didn't do comedy i did comedy here at the plumber family sure. for a year or so and and played instruments too and then i went to silver dollar city and it was just music then um Uh, Fiddle and Steel Guitar is what I was hired to do there. Mm -hmm. And then a few years later, it just develops, I guess. Um, We were going to put together a a Sunday night show. There was, back in those days at Echo Hollow, we had our regular six nights a week show. Sure. But then through the summertime, when the park was open seven days a week at that time, um, they would try to pull in a... develop a, a Sunday night show to give the regular folks a night off. Oh. And so, and I was already in the, the regular shows, but Mike Patrick uh, was tasked with the, the job to put together a, a relief show. So he did that. He put a uh, chosen few. It was a quartet at the sure. time and, and, uh, and he pulled me in and I was doing, I was Playing fiddle and steel, but he said do some comedy too. So that's when Jim Dandy came back, kinda, Nice. kind of there.
2: Interesting.
0: And we did that uh, relief show that summer, and it was so popular that they canceled the regular show for the next year, and wow, and put that show as the the oh, the what real a compliment show, to
1: you guys. It was,
0: yeah. And we were like, whoa, I don't know if we want to do this, but and we, then but we
1: did it. Yeah, your tires were flat from the original crew because no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, uh,
0: so that year, um, Mike, they would go to New York and different places to to buy fabric. Back then they bought fabric to make costumes. And uh, now you just buy the costumes. But um, (laughs) there was somewhere in New York, and Mike would have to tell you exactly, but um, they found this orange plaid, (laughs) Fab polyester suit and um, it was like a hundred yards of it. And he had to physically carry it on the plane even to get it back. But they, they bought all this orange plaid, bought all they had. And, um, (laughs) and so that's how that orange suit started. And, and now this is a funny story. This may be boring, but um, I'm on about the fourth suit of that. The original is long since worn out oh, you know, sure. because <clears throat> that was 97 in ni- 1997.
2: But you've still got the fourth one from that, that thousand yards.
0: I have, uh, I think I have the second one okay. at home. It's in a a, a, a case, a, a vault, yeah. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> but I have one. But um, we finally ran out of that fabric that they had bought originally and you can't buy it anymore. I mean, okay. they don't make.
1: I don't think anyone wanted it. Yeah, part of the problem. orange plaid polyester.
0: <laughs> but they found a company that will print Whoa fabric. Will print whatever you want. Interesting. On, so they had to take a little piece of the original cloth and send it to this company, and they actually printed that fabric so the suit i have now looks exactly like the original one
2: wow oh. but it's it's not it probably you know, costs a pretty penny it's more. not cheap yeah it's, uh, it's, <laughs>
1: it's, not, it's not cheap worth to than... have that printed no it's not <laughs> that's amazing that's a weird story but anyway that's neat now <laughs> what all instruments do you play
0: i play uh fiddle uh piano a little bit of banjo, uh, mandolin. I uh, play the drums and the bass and the guitar and um, Dobro. You,
2: you said the steel. Steel guitar and okay. Dobro, yeah. Play oh, those, wow. Yeah. Wow, Some amazing. of them pretty good, some of them. Yeah. And then what, you, you sing and you, and you dance, obviously. I do a little tap my, dancing. Oh,
0: my dancing is, that's a talent that's not yet tapped, <laughs> I think. <laughs>
1: No, pun,
2: in, in, no intended. pun
0: intended. Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, now, uh, what's your favorite instrument?
0: Um, are you do? That's how? hard to say. Uh, piano, fiddle, and steel guitar are my uh, are probably my my main instruments that I can I can do pretty good on those. Um, I enjoy all of them, sure. but um, those
2: those three probably excellent. Did any of your other family play instruments? Oh
0: yeah. Mom, my mom played guitar and sang. My dad played uh, guitar and bass and mandolin. Uh, My sister plays uh, upright bass. She plays electric bass. She plays Dobro and and Mm -hmm. sings and guitar too. So,
1: did y'all ever think of doing a family show here in Branson?
0: We we didn't. Um, We did a little thing in Forsyth when I was a kid uh, together, but. and we played a lot uh as a family in churches sure. uh socials and and things uh around you know like in Forsyth they'd have ice cream socials or or different things like that and they we'd go play for things like that as a family
2: yeah that's why i was going to ask you if you guys ever just jammed you know as a family oh, together yeah.
1: Yeah, that happened all the time. Yeah. So is that sort of what inspired you to start a recording studio here in Branson? Because if you do not know if you need anything recorded, he's the one to go to. He does an amazing job, does a great job mastering them for you. What 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 made you go, you know what? I have not enough stuff to do. I'm in so many shows. I need to add a side business. Well,
0: that, again, happened long ago, like everything else. Um, just growing up. Um I uh, got a little recorder, like a four-track recorder, and uh, as a teenager, and uh, just in my bedroom at home, and, and started messing with that. And of course, that uh, really actually helps you develop as a musician, too, because you're, you're practicing, and you're playing, and you're recording, and you're doing all these things. But... It developed later into, you know, I could do this for other people
1: too. And uh, so it, it was just a natural, uh, who slow all, development. Who's yeah. the most famous person you've recorded for?
0: Oh, gosh, Mickey
1: Gilly. Oh, excellent. Man. Yeah. And, you, and so sad that he passed. But, you know, but how would you do for Mickey Gilly? You uh, he
0: did him? a couple of songs there in the studio for, uh, with me. Um, one of them was a demo for someone else. Had him come in, and then he did a one of the last songs that he he did uh, was he did in my studio there. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the song right now, King of the Hockey Dogs or something like that. But <laughs> it was a good song. And uh, of course, I've had Buck Trent and Barbara Fairchild and sure. a lot of a lot of folks through. That's and, uh, excellent, Mary Lou That's... Turner. She's oh, one yeah. of my yes. frequent guests in the studio.
1: Now, uh, who were your influences? For comedy. I mean, what for comedy? For comedy.
0: Um, that would be um, Carol Burnett, probably. Oh, yeah. Ah, He's the yes. biggest. Uh, yes. Carol Burnett, Tim Conway, mm-hmm. Harvey Corman, all those those mm-hmm. folks there. Um, there's a lot. Um, Benny Hill. I don't know if mm-hmm. a lot of folks may not remember Benny Hill. He was oh, a, a British.
1: I got a story about Benny Hill. I, my, I used to watch him on television, mm-hmm. and my mom would say, no, and my dad go. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so yes, I, yeah. I, I love that. He dad. was a
0: British comedian, and okay. uh, he was like the Carol Burnett of Britain, basically. Okay. He had yeah. a, he had a variety show and uh, on British TV, but it, it uh, they started showing those here uh, in the eighties, maybe yeah. somewhere yeah. in there. Okay. So that's when I picked up on on that. But it, he's he was very funny. Um. Gosh, there's a lot. Dick Van Dyke. Oh, yeah. big, I, love, I love physical comedy, sure. so Dick Van Dyke was one of the best physical comedians probably ever.
1: <laughs> and um, John and,
0: Ritter, too, was like that, yeah.
1: And it's mm-hmm. still amazing that he's still, you know, see, mm-hmm. and seeing him in movies still, yeah. it's amazing how how spry he still is. It's, yeah. it's great to see.
0: And locally, as far as comedy goes, uh, the Ball Mobbers, with... Um, Lyle Mabe and Jim, uh, as George and Droop, mm-hmm. um, those were big influences on me too for for what I do now, you know, stage mm-hmm. comedy and stuff. They were very, uh, gosh, they were they were so funny. I did, if you if if you didn't get to go if you didn't get to see those folks back in those days, it's it's hard to even understand, but it, mm-hmm. they were so so funny. That's amazing. And it was, it was such a, a sp- specific style too that they that they did that yeah. that wouldn't really translate to other areas. But it, gosh, it was just amazing how funny they were.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh comedy is always pushing the edge just a little bit. How do you know where the line is and how do you know you crossed it?
0: Well, um it's much easier just working in Branson and not working around the country. Trying—I've never tried to do comedy around the country, so—but I can imagine that it's probably harder than just working here because our audiences, as you know, are—you pre, can pretty much gauge where they're at politically, um, emotionally, or whatever. They're—they're going to be in this box. So there are some things that you don't have to worry about that you can, that you might have to worry about if you were doing a show in Chicago, Yes, you would think, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, but but you don't have to worry about that here because you know what your audience is. But there are times that, that you can cross the line, but we don't do, we do political stuff, but it's, it's, very mild it's it's we it's very safe we know where we can go with that and not get you know booed or anything (laughs) but um but that's something that maybe branson uh, shows think about that more than than other places we don't we don't risk it too much. Yeah. I, or we don't anyway. Yeah. If if I think, you know, this might be funny, but it might be a little bit there might be some folks that might not like that and so we'll back it off. You know, we won't we won't do don't that. Don't run up right
1: to the edge of it as right. much as you can. Yeah. We we play it safe. But, sure. we're smart. Which is yeah. smart.
2: Well, and I noticed that you've got a lot of uh, characters, uh, mainly Jim Dandy uh, is your main character. How do you develop, you know, how how did that really come about? How did you develop your characters?
0: Well, um, it's not really a a big process. Um, I basically, uh, I think of a concept first, like, or, or even a few jokes. If I, if I put, A few jokes together, and then I think, well, that would be, I could do that as this, as this guy, yeah, Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know. And then, and then it just starts to bloom from there, you know. And when Mike gets involved, then too, (laughs) it just turns into other stuff, you know. (laughs) Yeah, together we just come up with a lot of other things, so it starts it as a seed, really, and, and then it just develops into these other things. And there's not really any process. It just, it just kind of happens and, Oh, that'd be funny. Let's do this. You know?
1: Well, CJ said she got to see the show uh, a couple weeks ago. She was on the floor laughing.
2: (laughs) You guys were so funny. Tears were rolling, Uh, but good tears, good tears. Well, and you know, that
0: that's the thing is, is like uncle Dudley, the, -hmm. uh, the old, the old man. Yeah. That's just old jokes. we just, Put together some old jokes, and then it Uncle Dudley just kind of develops into his own thing. And um, you got the, you're, you're got the little jokes in there as like the basis of it, but uh, the character of Uncle Dudley then comes in there and it adds to it, it just kind of makes it like a soup it's like a comedy soup <laughs> it just starts making this blossoming and yeah yes it just comes into that so and we didn't really plan most of it it just over the you know
2: because well, you guys have a good chemistry over there yeah and and it just
0: it just ha- blooms into that so yeah. and then the stuff that doesn't work we don't do it anymore and the stuff that if we throw something in and it does work then that's that stays in <laughs> so <laughs> So you could you could come back every three or four months and it would probably be a little different for you because it it just changes. Always oh, oh, developing. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's mm. nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Then you have two cute little dogs. Right? I do. I have Daisy and Jesse.
2: Oh. Oh. So See, I was thinking it was Porter and Wagner. Porter and
0: Dolly. Oh. Okay. I did have Porter and they've they've gone on. They've gone on to heaven Aww. now, Porter and Dolly. But I have mm-hmm. Jesse and Daisy now. Oh, and I'm they're too. poodles. Yes, mm-hmm. excellent. <laughs> super cute,
2: super cute. Yeah, I see online where you post photos all the time and stuff. It's
0: really cute. I put one uh, of them in the st- at the studio a while back. They were sitting in the chair there <laughs> by the board. Looked like they were really smart.
1: <laughs> well, excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming and spending your your time off. I mean, this yep. is your week off, and he was gracious enough to come and spend it with us. So we sure do You're appreciate welcome. it. And if you want to talk about Branson's Best Shows, this guy puts them on. So make sure to go see Thank him you. over there at Grand Country Theater, yep. uh, right down the strip. And they can reach you or call uh, what to get, to get hold um, of. Tickets. 417-335-2484
0: Excellent. is the box office. Yeah. Excellent.
1: And they can see you if they want to see more on you. If they Google, it's uh, what's the Friday night thing?
0: Oh, that's Branson Country USA. Branson Country yes. USA. You guys and are. all of our shows, I just found out, are available online. So Excellent. Okay. So over the whole y- several years, oh. you can watch all the TV shows.
1: And they're quite good. You really yeah. them. Well, thank you so much, Jim. We sure do appreciate You're you. You're welcome. Again, uh, I'm Chris Newsom.
2: That's right. And I'm CJ Newsome. And keep coming back to us for
1: the best shows in Branson.